great to be back on Search the Scriptures again today. Welcome to all of our listeners. And I know that many of you are listening on a daily basis or close to it. We've heard from a number of you who let us know that. And we're thankful that the program reaches far enough that we get contacts from people on a pretty widespread basis, um, quite a few miles in different directions where people pick up the program and we're thankful that we have the opportunity, that we have the blessing to be able to reach out to so many over the airwaves of this radio station. And we're thankful that we can teach God's word to so many. Get the word out there is kind of how we keep putting it. We know that others are listening on a very frequent basis, but you may not be able to listen every single day. And then others, as you have the opportunity, your schedules allow, you do tune us in. And we're thankful for every single one of you. We know that there are always new listeners, and we want to express to you that we appreciate you tuning in and listening. And our prayer is that each of you, no matter how frequently or infrequently you have the opportunity to listen, that you become impressed with the fact that we are teaching God's Word. I know that we have had so many people tell us, you know, been listening to the program and, and, and boy, just appreciate you're just putting the word out there you're just teaching the bible <laughs> that's what we're we're doing and that's what the name of the program uh, is designed to communicate we search the scriptures we get into god's word and we dig deep we look at it in detail we try to help you understand what it says even those difficult passages and we try to get it across in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life we want to help you come closer to God. We want to help you build your faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we keep teaching you and you keep learning and you keep making the proper applications of God's word to your life, your faith should be growing stronger and you should be coming closer to God. And we hope that we're equipping you to ultimately make that decision to give your life to him through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and his Son, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him openly, and then surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins and beginning to walk that new life in Christ, that reborn life with that new purpose, that new goal, that new direction, heaven itself. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. Great to be back here again today with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you so much, Gary. Wonderful to be on the program with you, and wonderful to have our listeners join us today as well. As always, we're thankful that you've chosen to tune in, and we know that you do that with a definite purpose, and that purpose is you want to learn more about God and His Word and what His will for your life is. We certainly hope we can help you in that endeavor. You know, you talk, Gary, about people committing their lives to Jesus and becoming Christians, coming to God his way, obeying the commandments he has laid out for us and uh, doing those activities and those actions which he has said need to be done in order to come to him. And when I think about that, I know, and I'm sure you're aware of this as well, that there are many people who just have the idea that God wouldn't be interested in them. You know, they've done some things in life that they believe are pretty bad, and they just don't believe that God could ever forgive them because of the things that they've done or still may be doing. And yet, 
they'd really like to come to God. They'd really like to become a Christian. Well, they may not be aware that Jesus gave people what we like to call his great invitation in Matthew chapter 11. And in verse 28, our Lord said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, when you think about that, Jesus said, all of you, which excludes no one and includes everyone, and all of you who labor and are heavy laden. And again, there's probably not one of us that would fall into that category. We labor, we're heavy laden. And Jesus said he will give us rest. So we need to understand that his invitation is extended to all of us. You know, there may be sin in our past lives that has been pretty heinous or pretty terrible, but God can forgive that if we come to him repenting of those sins and obediently following the commands he's given us. We can come to him if we choose to do so. So don't ever think that, you know, my past life is just so bad. God wouldn't be interested in me. He'd never forgive me. I can't become a Christian. Yes, you can be, and God wants you to be. His desire for all of us, according to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, is that we all come to repentance. And again, that includes everyone. No one is excluded. Come to God his way. Amen. You know, Dennis, we have done a series in the program here entitled, I'm Too Rotten to Be Good. That's right, we have. And that's the very principle that you've just been talking about. Yes. A lot of people think they've been, they've, they're just too rotten to be good. Mm -hmm. They're too rotten for God to use them. They've lived such a horrible life that surely mm -hmm. God, you would not forgive them and certainly he can't use them. Yes. And what you just tried to uh, put forth is that that's not the case. No. God could use somebody who is trying to destroy the church <laughs> like Saul of Tarsus, That's who became right. the Apostle Paul. Exactly right. And while David is remembered as a man after God's own heart, mm -hmm. if you go back and read the history of David, he did some pretty bad things. He did. And yet he was basically deep down dedicated to God, yeah. and he repented. Mm -hmm. You know, we think about Abraham as well as being the father of the faithful. And yet, if we go back and read the account that the scriptures give us of his life, there were two separate occasions where he lied to people in whose land he was uh, journeying in at that point in time as to the identity of Sarah, who was his wife. You know, he wanted her to say, well, just tell the people you're my sister so that they don't kill me and take you. Yep. His, you know, he was basically looking out for his own neck. And yet he's remembered as a man of great faith. He was, yes. The apostle Peter denied his Lord three times on the night of his betrayal. Yeah. And yet God chose him to mm -hmm. preach the sermon that's highlighted in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost when the church came into existence was established mm -hmm. in this on this earth. That's exactly the case. And he became a he became a great leader in the church. Yes, he did. Uh, whatever your background is, you need to be encouraged and you need to be assured that if you will come to God his way, you can be forgiven. Absolutely. And you can be saved. Yes, indeed.
And hopefully and prayerfully, this program is helping you to learn that very truth. Mm -hmm. Don't let the devil convince you to give up and that you're just too rotten to be good. Well, Dennis, let's talk about kind of that same principle, but we're asking a question that I think a lot of people need to reflect upon, mm -hmm. and that is, what hinders you from serving God? Right. God wants us to follow him. Mm -hmm. He wants us to live for him. He yes. wants us to serve him. Numerous passages talk about mm -hmm. how he has prepared good works for us to do, mm -hmm. how he wants us to maintain good works, to be zealous for good works, mm -hmm. how he wants us to be transformed, committed to him in our daily living. Mm -hmm. And yet a lot of people have something in their life that they're letting come between them and making their commitment to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens, and it's it's unfortunate to see that. And uh, we're trying to enumerate some of those situations that people may be dealing with, and again, trying to help them understand they can be overcome. Absolutely, they can change. Maybe not by themselves, but with God's help, they yes. can be overcome. Absolutely right. The first one we looked at would should be the most obvious in everybody's mind. What hinders you from serving God? Well, for a lot of people, it's just simply sin. Mm -hmm. They're living sinful lives. Yes. They're caught up in sinfulness. Mm -hmm. Now, it may not be that they're axe murderers, you know, or mm -hmm. bank robbers, uh, but they're still caught up in a lifestyle mm -hmm. of sinfulness, and that separates them from God. That's right. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2 make that very clear. Absolutely. And the wages of sin is death, Romans mm -hmm. chapter 6 and verse 23. So you're living that kind of lifestyle. You can't look forward to having a home in heaven with God no. in the ultimate. And you certainly in the immediate cannot expect that you can serve God effectively while you're living in sinfulness. That's exactly the case. So sin is the first one probably that naturally comes to our mind and certainly is a big one. But there are other big ones. Mm -hmm. What hinders you from serving God? Some people are hindered by false teaching, the yes. doctrines of men. Right. And this can be very deceptive. I can't tell you how many people I've run into, talked with, studied with, who are led into unfaithfulness through false doctrines. Mm -hmm. yeah. They've believed what somebody else has told them mm -hmm. and they have taken it in hook, line, and sinker mm -hmm. and they're just going in a direction that is not in accord with what the scriptures really teach. Yeah, and so unfortunate to see that in the lives of really so many people. In Matthew chapter 15, verses 7 through 9, Jesus warns against this, and he rebukes this very situation. Mm -hmm. What does he say? Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. There are many who are so convinced 
no matter how many passages of scripture you show them to the contrary, mm -hmm. that what they're believing and what they're practicing as Christianity mm -hmm. is right, that they just will not accept what, what you're trying to get across to them. Yeah, that's right. You can show them clear cut scriptures, black and white, mm -hmm. direct statements, mm -hmm. and they'll just reject them. They'll try mm -hmm. to explain them away, ignore them, whatever, because they have been so taken in by false teaching that's led them in a different direction. Yeah, that's really the case, Gary. And again, it's, it's so sad to see that in so many people's lives. And here Jesus says, these people draw near to me with their mouth. Mm -hmm. They're talking a good game. Mm -hmm. They honor me with their lips. Mm -hmm. Again, in word, but their heart is far from me. Right. In vain they worship me. Mm. Now that's a concept that is in contrast to what a lot of people would think. They would think, well, if I'm worshiping God, however I'm worshiping, I'm worshiping him. He mm. ought to be pleased. Surely it's good. Mm -hmm. Jesus says no. Yeah, if we're not following God's pattern, the standard that's been set for us in God's word, again, we're on the wrong road. We certainly are. The doctrines of men, their teaching is doctrines, the commandments of men, mm -hmm. false teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, Dennis, I, I brought up the passage in Matthew chapter 7 to some people just recently trying to help them understand that what they were believing was not what the scriptures teach mm -hmm. and that it's not enough just to believe in God right. or to believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, what did Jesus say there? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, in this particular setting, there were people who were saying that all you have to do is believe. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's not enough. That's not what the scriptures teach. Mm -hmm. And I brought them to this text, and they were so entrenched in that false belief mm -hmm. that all you have to do is believe in God or believe in Jesus, and that's enough, that they completely rejected this text. Yes. I said, well, here are people who believed in him. And they said, no, they didn't believe in him. <laughs> I said, well, they called him Lord. And they did many works in his name. Mm -hmm. They didn't believe in him. They didn't really believe in him. Mm. Well, now, you know, that is absolutely ignoring mm. and distorting what a text of scripture actually says. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is. But see, they were so caught up in the doctrines of men, mm -hmm. or a doctrine of men, mm -hmm. so caught up in a false teaching, a false belief, that they could not accept what the scriptures actually say. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people are. Yeah, I, I'm afraid you're right, Gary. And I, 
I get the impression when I read this passage in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, that on the day of judgment, there are going to be a lot of people very surprised to hear what Jesus says. I, I think that's pretty clear in this text of scripture. That I never I, knew you. I, uh, many will say to me on that day, he mm, says. Yeah. I never knew you. Because they weren't doing the will of the Father. Right. Now, they believed in Jesus. They believed in God. Mm -hmm. They believed enough to call him Lord. They believed mm -hmm. enough to do what they considered to be good works in his name. Mm -hmm. But they weren't following him according to God's will. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus said, I don't know you. I never knew you. Yeah. Depart from me. Mm -hmm. You who practice lawlessness. caught up in false teaching mm. and so entrenched in it that it takes precedence over what the scriptures actually do teach. Mm -hmm. In Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, the Apostle Paul is writing to the churches of Galatia. And again, these are Christians. And he's warning them that they are heading down a path that will lead to their eternal destruction if they don't turn it around. Mm -hmm. What does he say there? I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Paul is warning the churches of Galatia, you've already been taught the gospel. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to anybody who would teach you anything else that would contradict or not go along with or change in some way what you've already been taught. Correct. And he says... Somebody who's teaching you a different gospel, it's not the gospel. That's right. Now, they may call it the gospel. They may stand there in front of you with the Bible in their hands, but it's not the gospel they're teaching you mm -hmm. because there's only one gospel. Yeah. And Paul actually said if that's the case, that someone is teaching something that's not the true gospel, it's a perversion. A perversion, yes, because mm -hmm. it's twisted. It's distorted. That's right. It's not, it doesn't have the same identity. Mm -hmm. And he's, he even goes so far as to say, even if an angel from heaven were to teach you something other than what we have already preached to you, mm -hmm. let him be accursed. And I like the way he, he states that there in verses 8 and 9 of the text, Gary. He covers a lot of ground. He said, even if we, and I think he's talking about himself and his co-workers, or, as you said, an angel from heaven, or in verse 9, anyone yes. preaches to you a gospel that's contrary, that person's to be accursed. Because there is one true set of doctrinal teachings. Yes. And only one. That's correct. Let's look in 2 Timothy chapter 4, the first four verses. There the apostle Paul wrote, 
I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Paul is giving a strong charge here. Mm -hmm. We find him, he, from the tone of this particular letter, he seems to expect that he'll be executed. He's in prison in Rome for the second time. And he's writing to Timothy and he says, now you preach the word. Mm -hmm. You do it when it's convenient, when it's not convenient, when it's easy, when it's difficult when it's well accepted, when it's not well accepted, you just keep preaching the word, keep preaching the truth. Mm -hmm. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching, it says because there's gonna come a time when they're not gonna wanna hear the sound doctrine anymore. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, that time has long since come. Oh yes. And the best way to guard against people being turned away from the truth is to keep teaching the truth. Yes, indeed. To keep teaching the truth. Mm -hmm. And people will start looking for teachers who will scratch their ears, teach them what they want to hear. But the best way to guard against that again is to keep teaching the truth. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at one more text here in Acts chapter 20. And how about reading verses 28 through 30? Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. And Paul is speaking here to the elders from the congregation in Ephesus. That's correct. And he is warning them, he is preparing them. You've got to be on guard. The savage wolves, as he refers to them, is, is metaphorical for false teachers. Mm -hmm. He says they're, kind of, they're going to come in. Right. And you've got to be on guard. You've got to recognize the false teaching mm -hmm. and stand against it. Not let those savage wolves into the flock, which mm -hmm. is the church, and start killing the sheep by yes. leading them into which are the individual members, which that's all the, the metaphor that he's painting out there, uh, by you know, killing the sheep by leading them away from the truth mm -hmm. and into unfaithfulness. Yes. So we've always got to be on guard. Mm -hmm. And how can we recognize false teaching if we don't know what the truth is? Yeah. That's why the truth needs to be proclaimed on an ongoing basis. And that's what we try to do here in Search the Scriptures, mm -hmm. and we try to encourage our listeners to read for yourselves, mm -hmm. study to show yourself approved before God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, mm -hmm. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. Yes. Well, our time is up right now. So we've looked at the first couple that we're going to be dealing with in this particular study what hinders you from searching uh, from serving God sin is obviously one that hinders a lot of people but false doctrine is another one a lot of people are being carried away 
away from God, away from faithfulness, away from the truth by false teaching. And we need to be on guard against that. Check out what you are taught by what the Bible actually says. Follow what the scriptures teach. We hope that you will write down the information we're going to give you in just a moment. Contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. It will guide you in the truth of God's word. It will help you to learn how to live faithfully before him. And then contact us. We hope to hear from you right away.